Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us for our first episode of the Female CEO Mindset Series. So for everybody that knows, me and Alicia are very good friends. We have lived together, worked together. So she was my obvious choice for the first guest on the show. Um, I am full proof of the pudding that she is amazing at helping you with your mindset, teaching you about personal development, business, women empowerment. So Alicia, where did you start in your entrepreneurial journey? Well, I would have to say my first, honestly, actually, I started from my kitchen table in my 1,000 square foot condo. Um, at the time, I had been helping the PSW, and I was helping Sean run his business. And it was in that time of being a PSW and watching him be able to take control of his life and make the decisions he wanted for his life. And there was no limits there. He could be as successful as he chose to be. And working my PSW job, it brought a lot of gratification. I knew that there was a limit for me in what I could achieve and the amount of income I could bring in. I knew there was a limit to that. And I decided... I wanted to be the choice. I wanted to choose my own success. So I decided that I was going to start my own business and I could ultimately uh, make all those decisions for myself. There was no, there was no limit. There's no cap to that. (laughs) That's amazing. And that's the best feeling as we both know is being able to kind of live life by your own design, especially when you have children and being able to be there. So would you say that's why you started was the aspect of having the free time for yourself and your family? Yes. I wanted to, I wanted to make the rules and I wanted to decide when and how much and how hard and with whom I did business with. Um, I like, I loved being a PSW. It was, it was great. And I feel like without it, I wouldn't be the businesswoman I am today. Um, But yeah, I definitely started because of that. I wanted to be available to my family and available to my peers. And I wanted to be around other like-minded people. Oh, and that's amazing. And that's the best part is surrounding yourself with other like-minded entrepreneurs, right? So for those who don't know you or might not know your journey, why don't you give us a brief sum- brief summary of where you started from a PSW helping Sean to where you are now, owning Luscious Extension, Luxie Hair Co., totally killing it as a boss babe. Let everybody know where you started and how you got there. Um, so I started as, like you said, a PSW. I was doing it for five years when someone brought me the opportunity to start my own little hair biz. And at the time I didn't really have a lot of faith in myself that I could be this entrepreneur and that I could run this successful business. And I was limiting my doubts and my beliefs at the time. And I decided that I was going to take this leap of faith and it wasn't something that I had done in my past. I'm very fearful and very worrisome and, I always think about everything. So at the time, I didn't see it as being something that I could do, but I jumped in, both feet in, and I did my PSW job and my Luscious Extensions job um, at the same time for six months. I was working all day at the nursing home and all evening at home doing hair until I decided I was going to do this full time, and I didn't care what it was going to take. I changed my mindset 
And I started writing out my goals, my gratitude and personal development. And I decided that I was going to do it full time. And now, um, as of two days ago, actually, I've been doing this for five years. And I started my own hair company um, alongside that. Because you can never do too much. So I, oh, in the last <laughs> six months, I, oh, I started my own brand of hair extensions and hair accessories. And it's great. It's it's a feeling of empowerment that I created this thing from nothing and I brought it up from nothing. And one of my favorite parts about owning a business would be the information that I can give to my peers and the help I can give to my peers and watching them take those really uncomfortable set, like steps to their own success. Yeah, and it's empowering. So that would lead us to our next question is what does female empowerment mean to you to those who do know you know that you are always there cheering everybody on willing to give advice and willing to be that uplifting voice so what does it look like for you female empowerment to me means equipping and allowing women to realize their full potential it means that I look around the room and whether you're a familiar face that I already love or someone who I don't know I want the best for you and I want to equip you with everything you need to even grasp and grab at those goals that seem out of reach. Which is amazing. And that's what I think it takes someone to be successful is to not only like desire success for yourself, but to also desire success for everybody else. So I think that's probably the one of the best things about you is that you're always willing to encourage anybody else's success, even if people are in like very similar fields to you've always had that mindset that there's more than enough for everybody. So I love that. Um, so now for turning the tables to be about you a little bit. So for self care, we know that's important. And sometimes as women and as moms, we can kind of neglect ourselves or get caught up, especially in this, these crazy times where we're pretty much locked in the house with our family. So mm -hmm. what is self care to you? And why is it so important? I feel like to be able to give the best of me to my business, to my husband, to my kids, and to myself as a woman, as an individual, that it's important that I take time for me uh, through exercise, exercising my mind, exercising my body, exercising my thoughts. Um, this isn't something that I have always done. It's something I've had to learn how to do. Um, so every day I start my day with studying, studying personal development, studying my mind and my behaviors, and then I exercise my body. Because at the end of the day, I want to give the people I love the best of me and not just what's left of me. So I practice those things um, by exercising. And that's amazing. So that's pretty much what a daily routine of self-care would look like for you. So you wake up, you do your personal development, you exercise, you make yourself a good breakfast, and that's really kind of set the tone for your day, right? I find that if I wake up in the morning without looking at my phone, I feel like my phone brings a level of anxiety, especially through these times right now. Our news feeds are flooded with anxiety-ridden statuses or news clippings. Oh, for sure. I decide... This is something quite new for me, but it's been working. I don't look at my phone first thing in the morning. Uh, instead, I go straight to my studying. So that way I start my day on a positive note. I start it with a positive vibration. 
and I'm not starting out with something fear ridden. And that way, going forward, I get to just pour that out into everybody. Once my studying is done, my reading is done, my exercising is done, then I will go look at my phone because I feel like how I take in that information, how I react to that information will be different if I'm in a good mindset. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I know for sure glancing over Facebook sometimes you could just honestly read all the different theories and people complaining and and it's hard not to get wrapped up in it if you let yourself right so making sure that you have those healthy things that you can indulge your mind in to keep that vibration high is super super important so who would you say then is one of your business mentors that you turn to in terms of personal development books who would you say that is um tony robbins bob proctor agreed <laughs> uh napoleon hill uh lisa nichols um those are just some of my favorites i actually read uh oprah winfrey's book um i have to remember what i remember you telling me about that i actually uh, really really enjoyed that one yes i just finished laura cleary's book yesterday which she's a comedian and i just love to go to her to stick feel good you know everything she does is really really funny and it's aspiring and I really really enjoyed her book it takes it way back to a time when you would never have thought that the person she was and the person she is could ever be the same person so I I loved that book I highly suggest everyone go read it it was really funny <laughs> but also she is really funny inspiring. I loved it it is so it's nice right and it's nice when you can see stories about people who have undergone circumstances that would put a lot of us in the dumps that would put a lot of us in that hole right but using all of those reasons and experiences you could see she had really up leveled her life and uses as a reason to grow and flourish which I always love reading stories like that where it's like the odd one out and you know what I mean they have like the worst of every situation and then they end up using that to be the driving force for their success so I love books like that So um, I would say, the next question we're going to ask then, what principles do you apply to your business the most? Hmm. That failure doesn't make you a failure. Quitting makes you a failure. So I, in my five years of business, I've, I've had times of really, really big highs, really low lows, and then plateauing. And one of the things I have to remind myself all of the time is that failure doesn't make me a failure, even though times might not be good or things didn't pan out the way that I had hoped they were or months weren't as good as they thought they were going to be or I thought they were going to be. That failure didn't make me a failure. It made me stronger. Quitting is what made me a failure. And there was lots of times where I thought I could have just given up. I, no one would have known. No one would have cared. It was my own personal I guess, ouch that would have hurt. I tell myself that regularly. So one of my principles in this and is I have to put plant a couple of seeds every day. So there's a season for a season for reaping and a season for sowing. And you can't do both of those in one season. So as long as we plant so seeds true. every single day, the harvest will grow. And I remind myself that every single day, that every day is a new chance for a new opportunity. 
Oh, and that's amazing. I love that analogy. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. So I really like it. And I hope like some other women can be really inspired by that because I love that. So in terms of principles, that's amazing. So what key factors that have helped you be successful in your business? So what key factors have you applied into your business in your daily life that has really contributed to the success of Luscious Extensions? I think it has a lot to do with my connection with other women. Um, I so heartily believe that you should want the best for everybody and you should see the good in everybody. And I feel like that might be something a little different that sets me apart from other people is when people come sit in my chair, you're not just sitting here so I can touch up your hair. A lot of people come just to talk and, and I love to help other people realize the greatness in themselves. I'm kind of getting off of topics. I forgot what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I said uh, we were just touching on the key factors that you have, like that have helped contribute to you to your success. Well, constantly setting my vibrations so they align with my goals. I feel like as long as I'm setting out that vibration that I want what's best for everybody, that intuition will naturally just come back to me. And that if I'm always wishing the best upon other people, and helping them achieve their goals that in return, the universe will just bring it back to me. Oh, 100%. Law of attraction, right? Exactly. What you get, what you give, essentially. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And I have seen you personally in that chair. And I know that a lot of women definitely feel comfortable with you, right? To feed, to share things that they might not share with other people. So it is really empowering to be able to be that person that listens and gives advice when they might not be able to get that from anybody else. So I'm sure that you love being able to be that person. Oh, actually, I totally love it. I When someone comes and sits in my chair and wants to talk business or growth or personal development, I'm like all gung-ho and all ears, and I will just like, listen, and you just pour your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk personal development then. So what do you do that's constantly challenging yourself to grow? And what would you recommend other women do? Um, recently, I started reading a couple of new books that have me thinking on a different level. Um, I've always been a personal development junkie and setting my um, affirmations and my goals have always been something I've always done. But recently, I started reading uh, The Law of Attraction and I, I feel like I'm a nerd for it now. If there's <laughs> right, right. Um, personal development wise, though, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Every single morning, I have been waking up, and along with my studies and my personal development, I've been writing out what I'm what I'm grateful for, the things that I've, I already have in my life. Because a lot of the times, I feel like we're so focused on what we don't have that we don't have enough appreciation for the all of the amazing things that we do have. And I feel hundred percent. Like open ourselves up and be grateful for all of the things that we have here. Everything that we want will naturally just come to us. But we're, if we're always in a vibration of the things that we don't have, we'll just continue to have more things we don't want. We will exactly. never get. So exactly. Um, along with my gratitude and writing what I do have, I've also been writing down things as if they've already happened. So that way I'm just sending them out in the universe and I'm just waiting for those things to come back on me. <laughs> and I know I've done that myself, right? It's just <laughs> sending the intention to the universe that 
the things that you want are already in your life, right? So like you said, not focusing on lack and really keeping a clear image of the things that we do want, right? Mm -hmm. And I think in times like this where everybody's struggling, like, I mean, COVID-19 is really just affecting everybody, whether it's in a minor way or in a massive way. It's really hard to keep yourself focused. So I think the biggest thing right now is, like you said, to focus on all of the amazing things that we do have in keeping the attitude of gratitude so that the universe continues to know that we are thankful for all of the blessings that it puts in our lives every day. So I totally agree with you there. Um, so we'll finish up today with the last question. So if there is one piece of advice that you could give yourself five years ago, um, what would it be? To set goals, to set achievable goals, to set uncomfortable goals, and to set goals that seem like they're completely out of my reach. And I say that for a reason. Setting goals that are achievable gives you the feeling of accomplishment. Setting goals that seem that are uncomfortable make you grow. And setting goals that seem out of this world make you do things that you feel like you never think, never thought you could have achieved. So I feel like had I had I had this this set of three goals five years ago, maybe I could have been where I am now then. Yeah, a little bit sooner, right? Exactly. (laughs) But you know what? I know this now and I know this information and I definitely implement it. And I have some ridiculous, crazy out of this world. If I told you what they were, you think I was crazy sort of goals. But without them, I'm not growing. And without being uncomfortable, I'll never achieve my big astronomical out of this world goals. (laughs) Exactly. And as I've always said, and I, you have said too, growth always comes from outside of your comfort zone. So mm-hmm. our subconscious always wants to keep us there because that's where we feel safe and it keeps us away from fear and rejection and just fa- the fear of failing, right? Like I think everything in our subconscious is so fear-based. So really taking yourself out of there to make yourself uncomfortable is where the real change will happen. So I think mm-hmm. that you've been a true testament to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, thanks for for joining us for our first uh, episode in this series, Alicia. I hope that everybody watching was able to take away something that motivates, inspires, or educates them to become the best version of themselves. Thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs> See everybody next Monday. <laughs> for now.